Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. So, Monday on Radio Newark Sport can only mean one thing. It's the weekend wrap when we leave it to all the clubs to tell you how they got on over the weekend. Tonight, hopefully, we go to Lowfields. We go to Kellam Road and for the first time this season... We go to the Magnus, but first up, let's try and find out what did happen over the weekend. And there is only one place to start, of course, and that's with Nina Bradley, and she was crowned the Commonwealth Super Light Heavyweight title holder on Saturday night at the King Power Stadium in Leicester. And we're hoping to catch up with Nina in a few minutes' time. As they say, while in other news, as Sam Agar, head of five minutes from time, gave Flosev all three points and propels the works to second in the East Midlands County's table. Newark's rugby youngsters score four tries to claim another bonus points victory as they beat Dronfield. 25-17 and become the table toppers. And a fabulous away day at Spalding for the Hockey Ladies with all three sides recording victories. More to come hopefully on all those stories. Bailey Sugden gave his all at the Glory event in Chicago but eventually went down in a tight bout on a points decision. And back to the boxing, Ollie Marple made it two from two with a points victory over four rounds away from Newark Derby boss Frank Lampard says he'll look at the rule book after being sent off as the Rams 10 men were beaten at Rotherham the former England international said I didn't get a word from the ref I need to go back to the rule book myself to find out and I do not want to be leaving the game I was upset with the handball but if those are the rules managers will get sent off every game I like communication with officials and there was none of that it wasn't a penalty they got a soft one and we didn't. Welcome to the real world, Mr Lampard. And finally, some sad news. England and Ipswich footballer Kevin Beattie has died of a suspected heart attack aged 64. Beattie played for Ipswich during a most successful spell as he was widely regarded as one of the club's greatest ever players. His manager at Ipswich, Sir Bobby Robson, described the defender as the best defender England had ever seen. And as I said, it's um, time to go straight to the phones. This is normally poor light time, but of course, Collingham didn't have a game at the weekend and they're not playing them, um, I think, until about a week on Wednesday. So, the opportunity to talk to Newark's latest sporting superstar. I'll get it right this time. The Commonwealth super lightweight title holder, Nina Boom Boom Bradley. Hiya. Hiya. Have you... Um, come back down to earth yet not quite not quite it's not all sunk in yet and um, some of the photos i saw you looked very close to tears even if you probably was having tears <laughs> yeah i um i did i was uh fell to my knees in a flood of tears um 
and I still afterwards trying to do interviews and you know I was still crying so <laughs> it was an emotional night okay well let's go back right to the beginning of this emotional night because um, this was the biggest fight of your career by a country mile and it was going to be over 10 rounds and you've never boxed 10 rounds before you was telling us last week that all Carl's coaching was yeah. geared up to go the distance yeah I'm now going to shut up and let <laughs> you tell everybody exactly what happened uh, it, it did go the distance we um we went the whole 10 rounds I handed it to my opponent 100% flown over from Tanzania um never never been to England before um and she was hard as nails she she could take it um you know there was there was a couple of rounds where I was probably a bit bit sluggish a bit slow um but you know every round I feel I, I finished strong um she tight she tired uh, after like first minute um so I felt, felt like I was the fitter stronger boxer in there um there was a clash heads at one point uh, later on in the round. You know, I my eye come up her. She got a big lump on her forehead. But um, you know, it's just one of it's one of them things. You know that happens, and it the the, the fight fight for me over ten rounds. First ten round, I was I I'm proud of myself, hundred percent. I felt good. Um, I tired around round five, but. Um, I kind of got the the second second breath and and carried through. Second breath and carried through. Um, what was Carl saying to you as it was going on then? Um, <laughs> to, to the first round, I remember going back and uh, he he was on at me a bit, um, and he was saying, you, you know, what are you doing? Why why how she hitting you? She's shorter than you and. And I thought, oh, God, you're getting mad at me. Um, but it, it helps you because it sinks in. And you think, right, I need to switch on now. Because um, you know that Carl's seeing what, what's really happening in there. The nerves have got to you. you know, the, the moment's got to you. You know everyone's watching you. And you probably aren't as switched on as you should be. And sometimes it does take me to get it in the face to know to, to switch on. Um so maybe I was being a bit lardy dar in the first round, and you know, but I like that. Carl was like, "Come on, Nina, you need to." There was no point where I heard him say, "You've got this; it's in the bag." So with that, at each round, it definitely made me drive forward and um, keep trying to trying to do a bit more. <laughs> crad, was there a big crad? Did Newt get behind you? Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. Um, you know, it wasn't just my family and friends. It was, um, it did, it, do you know what? It sounded like the whole, whole place was going up. Um, obviously, you don't always hear it all, but at times it was, it, you know, when, when it gets exciting and if it was going to be a stoppage, there's a couple of times it happened in the fight. They did, the whole, it just sounded like the whole room was going crazy. I think there's nothing like Newark supporters when they get behind somebody. I, I, I just think Newark supporters are second to none when, when they decide it's time to get behind a team. Oh, yeah, definitely. Or a person, then away they you know, go. Ollie, Ollie was obviously on as well. So um, I remember seeing, walking back to my corner, his, his, his family was on a table like right where my corner was. 
So every time I walked back to my corner, they were just on the feet screaming at me. So, you know, it was all behind me, which was great. And did you know you'd won it? Do you know what? In my head, because Carla's never said on the stool, you've got it in the bag, like he has done in previous fights. Um, in my head, I knew I'd done enough. And I thought, I've got this. I must have got it. But it, because you've gone them 10 rounds, and it was toe-to-toe, you know, like I said, she never give up. She tired and she was holding me. But there was never that reassurance. I remember saying to him while I was waiting for the scorecard, do you think I've won? He went, you've got it. Um, and then there was, like, calling out the scores. Um, and I just remember, after they called out the last score and they said, and they knew, I just... I just remember crying and then I dropped to my knees when they shouted my name out. <laughs> <laughs> and then all the pictures after that, like, you can just see them just absolutely crying my eyes out. <laughs> we've, we've took a picture to promote this interview and it, it's you on 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 your knees 97 93 99 92 and 99 92 in boxing terms that's a country mile isn't it yeah it was you know uh, basically like you know obviously the first score saying that i lost three rounds um they, well the that judge gave three rounds uh, at the end of the day like they said it's a unanimous decision um if you watch the fight or you watch it back or you was there I didn't stop hunting her down. I didn't stop. She, it, even when she was hitting me, I was coming forward. And I think probably for the first time in her career, she was put on her back foot. It's so. early days, but you are now the Commonwealth champion and you're sort of up there now. What what, what happens next? Because there's no sort of hiding in Newark now. <laughs> no hiding away. Um I mean, like, I'll leave that up to Carl to make that decision. Um, he's got a few things um, that, that he, you know, in the bag that he was thinking of for me. So, obviously, there's no no going backwards. Um, so, we'll be going for the, you know, anyone who will fight from here is going to be up there in the top rankings. Um, and, the, you know, it's only going to get harder and harder. But it's what you wanted. Yes, that, of course it is. And like I said, I'm not going to hide from no one, so um, whoever wants to fight will fight. And think of all those exotic places to go and box. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, the highlight of the night was obviously your win, but um, our other guest, um, Ollie, um, still 100% victor. Oh, yeah, um... Obviously, he was down the second fight, so I was upstairs getting ready. So I think I didn't get to watch him, but I did hear that he um, put on a good show, uh, fought well. He came up and said he made hard work of it, but hey, that's what us boxers do. <laughs> um, he did have lovely red hair um, rather than his blonde hair when he did come up, so um, he must have bust up the guy's nose. He must have done a little bit. <laughs> so that was um, that was good for him because he's had a lot of injury problems, and at times I would have thought he'd probably thinking, "Is this all worth it or not?" Um, yeah, so, he's had a hard time, hasn't he? So um, uh, hopefully it will keep him in the runnings now, and Carl will get him out quick again. And um, the the rest of the event. I mean, I know you was the two New York fighters that we showcased, but um, it was a good evening for Carl Greaves Promotions. I understand. Uh, yeah, we got a full house. Um, uh, Eight fights, I think there was eight. Eight fights, eight wins. 
Um, so, once again for Carl, all his boxes come away with a win. And, you know, it's a successful night for all of us. So, what does Nina Boom Boom Bradley do now then? Is it rest time? Or was you back in the gym? Um, no, definitely not back in the gym. <laughs> I was back at work today. Um, yeah, back to work today. Took my boat around to see my old old ladies and gentlemen. They was all very happy. Um, but as you know, I've, I've got a bit of time off, so I'll have a week out of the gym and um, have some proper food. Because I, I know what you, you, your job is, and if you want to say what it is, then that, that's brilliant. But what do your old ladies and gentlemen think to when you turn up with a Commonwealth boxing belt? Well, obviously I'm a carer, so the ones I had today were my regular people. So they, um, I think a few of them knew that um, I, I was boxing at the weekend, and they got told the, the result. So I thought I've got to take the belt in. And you know, one of one of my gentlemen, he sat there this morning with his fry up that I've made for him, with my belt on the table. I said, and I said to him, "You don't often get to eat with a Commonwealth title something from here." <laughs> and he, you know, you, it was brilliant. They all had smiles across their faces. I mean, one lady I didn't see today, but she's Irish, and she always says a prayer, gets a priest to say a prayer for me before my fight. She'll make sure he comes in, um, and they have a prayer together to keep me safe. And so I stopped by for her, and you, you know, she could if she could, she would have jumped out of a chair. Um, and you know, to see that, oh, it's amazing. You know that you've not just got your supporters that do come. Like all my old people support me, and even though I'm coming today, I've got black eyes, and you know, I'm bruised. But they all love it. They love it. Nina, from. The whole of Newark, Radio Newark Sport and the whole of Newark, our latest superstar, the Commonwealth Champion. I bet you can't say, I bet you just can't say it enough, can you? The Commonwealth it's Champion. Amazing. It's amazing. I can't stop, when people say it, I can't stop grinning. <laughs> and you keep saying to me, God, when's that smile going to disappear? So give me a week. <laughs> and don't forget to tell Carl, the first title of defence I've got to be in the West Indies, Australia or New Zealand. <laughs> Hey, that would be nice. It would. Nina, well done. Fantastic. We're all so proud of you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thank Nina. You. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Nina Bradley there, our new Commonwealth champion, and uh, what a fantastic performance from her. And uh, she's so proud of herself, and we're so proud of, of Nina, so um, that's a good one to start with, isn't it? A quick look at the best and the worst of the local-ish football from the weekend. Uh, Newark Town scored first against Retford Town at Station Road through Morgan Chapel. It all went a little bit pear-shaped after that, with the visitors scoring four goals in each half. That's 32 goals conceded now by Newark's youngsters in the four matches that they have played. Having said that, three substitutes, everybody was up for it. Can't knock it. Absolutely brilliant. Their commitment is there. There are at times, though, when it's boys against men. It's a young side, a very, very young side, which is only going to get better if they stick it out and stick together. And the good times will come back for Newark Town, but at the moment, it does seem to be a little bit of a struggle. Newark Flow Serve Reserves bowed out of the um, not-senior league junior cup at the first hurdle. 
and they lost 2-0 against Division 1 side Kimberley at Lowfields on Saturday. That was a, a goal in each half, and from the bit I saw the match, you have to say the better team won it. Southall City lead the way in the Knotts Senior League. A 4-0 victory over Bilborough means it's six straight wins for the Minster men, and they look like they're onto a good season. And the ex-Aston Villa star, Julian Jochim, also played a bit for Newark, if you remember, um, scored in Asloxon's 3-2 victory over Wollerton. Grantham Town scored in the 87th minute with a penalty to beat Hyde United 1-0, and go forth in the Evo Stick Premier Division. Gainsborough, the team that was top of that, they drew at Witten and dropped down to fifth place. That's how tight it is at the top. Harrowby United bowed, bowed out of the FA Vars. They lost 2-0 at Hucknall. But Sleeper Town go through. They beat San Diego by two goals to nothing and on the way collected the £750 winner's cheque that they get for that. And the first round proper was drawn today. And um, Sleaford's reward is another home match. And this time they're playing Peterborough Northern Star. And Hucknall, well, you've got to remember this one, of course, because Hucknall, as we've just said, beat Harrabee. And, of course, Harrabee was drawn against Flowserve in the first preliminary round of the game that didn't get played because Flowserve didn't have floodlights, even though they did have floodlights. That's another story, isn't it? Anyway... Hucknall, 750 quid richer, have been drawn at home to a team called Black Country Rangers and a chance to win £850 in the next round. This is what Flowsafe could have done if there was any justice. And finally, in a crack, what looked to be the tie of the round almost, a cracking local derby, Hina Town will take on Ilkeston Town. I think that might be fun. Coming up next, hopefully, Craig Roach. 20 past 7 on a Monday, and of course, that means it's flow save time. We had a major panic, so I've a bit of a crash on the computer last week, and I couldn't find Craig's phone number, but we've cracked it and we've got him. I can breathe easy again. Craig, welcome back to Radio New at Sport. Thank you. Good evening. If you read your messages, it says, help, I need your phone number. Oh, right, I've not seen them, sorry. <laughs> so, but we've, um, we've got round it, we've, we've found it. Um, Craig, um, an away match at Radford, um, on paper, was a game that was there to be won. Um, but yeah. I think you're finding there's not many easier away trips in the East Midlands League. No, not at all. No, you know, Radford are a good side. Um, any points that we pick up away from home, all the bonus this season, we've said that from the start. You know, there's no, not many tough away games and uh, it proved the case on Saturday. So we were really pleased to come back with the three points. I, like me many football fans in, in New York, spent the afternoon... Um, waiting for your Twitter feed to sort of jump into gear, and as the afternoon went on and on and on, it was ominously quiet. <laughs> yeah, I did have a few people messaging me uh, privately asking for score updates. Uh, I think they were expecting to see something earlier. But, um, yeah, we took, they took some breaking down. You know, they set up, uh, they set up for, a, for a draw from the start for a nil-nil. That's the way they set up anyway. They, they never really attacked us at all they only had one up front so it was um, it's one of them games where we just have to be patient keep plugging away and eventually we got what we deserved out of it so talk us um, first of all what um, it always intrigues me what sort of team that you actually played because uh, keeping everybody actually um, happy and playing I mean is um, you're going to be your hardest job of the season I think yeah it is um, so we've got we've got a good size squad this season and um, 
so you know some of the lads have had limited game time um attitude's been spot on and they're all there week in week out um you know the opportunities do do come about you know we've got we've got souls out injured for uh, sorry that suspended now for three games so um, you know jack becky got injured and that opened the doorway for jammy it took his opportunity so they do come about opportunities but you know the lads just have to be patient and the lads who have got the shirts have to keep them and earn them and the rest of the lads need to you know keep breathing down the necks and take the chance when it comes their way and um the chance, the winning goal, um, came five minutes from the end of the match and it was Sam Agar's fifth goal of the season. Talk us through that. Yeah, um, you know, we, had, we had a couple of good um, good efforts on goal. Um, I think the second game on the trot, the away keeper got the man of the match, which pretty much tells a tale. But um, yeah, it was a great delivery from the right. I think it was from Danny Meadows. And uh, Sam got all pious and looped to that uh, back the way it came from. And then textbook header and it, uh, into the corner of the goal so um, yeah it's really pleasing and then was it a question of sitting on what you'd got or did um, they try yeah. and go out for more and you was having a panic not really no even after that they never really changed their shape um, I think they stuck an extra one up but they never really pressed us at all uh, I don't think our keeper had much to do at all throughout the old game the defence looked solid um, we just had to be patient there weren't many chances either end but the one the one we got we you know we took and that, that'll do the job for us clean sheet and three points clean sheet again and three points isn't it yeah. Yeah. Um, so that actually with um, a number of VARS matches going off at the weekend actually propels you to second spot yeah that puts me into second um, nice place to be say there's a few lads in, in the VARS um, Shield is still suffering there the 100% record so obviously that's a fixture that we'll be looking forward to and hoping to get some take some points off of them but we're just concentrating game at a time you know we'll look at every game week by week at the moment and uh, we'll just keep going I did notice that East, East would um, w- beat who did they beat Selson or Sherwood in the Vars they beat one or the other they beat one of the 100% teams I think it was Sherwood I think it was Sherwood yes yeah so um, yeah they've had a good start but um, as, as you find out there's a lot of hard games in this league yeah I've been to watch Sherwood twice they're a good side um so uh, they're doing great, great in the league so far this season. But you know, there's lots of tough games. Um, I'm quite confident that everybody, somewhere along the way, is going to be dropping points when people least expect it. So, you know, we've just got to worry about ourselves, keep getting as many points on the board as possible, and then we'll have a look, another look at Christmas, see where we're sitting, and then reassess and go from there. Reese Lewis made his debut for you in the home match. Um against Belper and um, we all know what Reese brings to the team he's, he's cultured he's a lovely lad and he's an absolute star yeah Reese is he's, um, he's probably everything we were missing um, so far you know he just brings that he's got that experience you know he's, he's strong in the air and he's, he's fit and he just gives us that added that little bit of composure that we, that we need you know and, and he had that on Saturday I don't think he lost another just what we needed to settle and just keep the ball moving and he just got, he just does easy things really well yeah and it's a great a great acquisition and uh, yeah the, the man that he is of course um, he, he, he left Grantham and spent some some family time and that's what both Danny and and Reese are now getting some family time and playing football and I've got to give him credit absolute credit because it is it is difficult they've played at a higher level they've enjoyed it 
now they're having a bit of family time and still playing for and still playing football at what is turning that to be a very decent level yeah absolutely and like i say it's, it's a benefit for us but, um you know for them for the, them lads individually and they're not the only two um you know for all the lads who have played at high level they've been out and they've proved they've proved themselves over years at, at, at high levels like at grantham sam agar has been about as well um you know and i think the, the i think the com- we can honestly say that they're probably surprised about the level of football that, that they're finding in the East Midlands counties. It's not, it's not easy, um, and it's still a challenge for them individually. So, I think they're still enjoying the football. And it's nice to have a new challenge now and again. And you know, we're, you know, we're an ambitious club, and, and them lads have uh, signed up to what we're trying to achieve, and they'll only help us go in, that di- in the right direction. And now we look forward to two games in quick succession at Lowfields on Saturday you entertain Rainworth 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 one of your old teams yes yeah I've spent a good few years at Rainworth a lot of good memories from there looking forward to seeing a few old faces hopefully um, it's nice to get a home game there on Saturday um, and then of course on Tuesday it's the uh, first round of the Not Senior Cup and we've been drawn at home to uh, Retford so looking forward to another night under the lights down at, down at Plosive. And, 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 another, and, and another big crowd. Retford beat Newark 8-1 on Saturday. There's nothing you, you can tell out of out, out, out of that game. And uh, they, But they will come to Plosive with nothing to lose and full of confidence. <clears throat> no, I think they've had... Uh, I think it's uh, well documented that uh, both Renner's... Sorry, both Retford club this year have um, had some big investment. Um, and then, like we were last year, on, on a bit of a mission to progress so they'll be coming they'll be confident they're doing well in their league I think they're both uh, in the top three um, you know and they'll want to come and have a go and on paper you know it's a challenge for them where they are a ranked club but they'll want to come and cause an upset so we're, no doubt it's going to be a tough game on Tuesday as well and we want to do well in the Cups as well as the league But in true managerial fashion you'll worry about the Cup game at half past five on Saturday That's right we'll turn our attentions to that after, uh, after we've got the Renner game out of the way and, uh, focusing on that one. So three o'clock kick off at Lowfields Saturday afternoon. I always think it's nice when you wear New York Flow serve against Renov. It means we're back in the big time. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, you know they're, all, they're big name clubs that everyone respects locally, and it's uh, nice to be uh, going up against them week in week out. Man, we'll see you on Saturday, and uh, let's hope for another big, big crowd. Flow serve okay. against Renov this Saturday. Thank Craig, you. the best of luck. We'll talk to you again on um, Monday night as we prepare for a, a Notts Cup match, really. It comes around quick. Craig, we'll talk to you again very soon. Thank you. Thanks, Craig. Brilliant. Bye-bye. Craig Roach there, direct from Lowfields. And next up, of course, it's Rob Wardman and all the news rugby-wise. But before any of that, it's that one-minute round-up and Bailey Sugden tried his best and gave everything in Chicago but eventually lost on points even though there's many out there saying that uh, he'd done enough to win. Bolton cycling ace Isabel Darvell finished their summer racing season in a magnificent a magnificent 19th place in the elite group and in doing so she won her first ever road race and that remember is their debut season. New York Rugby Club's under-15 boys progressed into round two of the NLD trophy with a comprehensive 37 points to three win at Keyworth. 
and the rugby club under 15 and under 13 girls had their first outing of the season and were successful at a tournament in Tamworth. And that roadshow comes to Newark on Sunday. This is Radio Newark Sport. And of course, talking about um, the rugby club girls brings us straight into our rugby slot. And of course, it's Mr. Newark Rugby, Mr. Rugby himself. Rob Wardman joins us. Rob, good evening. Evening, Mick. Evening, folks. Um, Where do we start? Play two, one, two, one, top two, of the yeah. table. Play, play two, one, two, and we we continued the good work at Dromfield on Saturday. Um, winners 25-17 in Midlands, two east north, and we're top on our own. After, even after two games, we've got ten points, and we're ahead of uh, three teams who've got nine. Because five points, and just to make everybody aware of it, five points is the maximum you can take from a match. Which is four points for the win. win and, and a bonus point for try scored. So you, if you score four tries in a match, is it? Yes. Then you get that extra you get the bonus, bonus point, point which yeah. is you know, which is a, again another good rugby innovation because it keeps you pressing on even though you've won the, the game, or even why, if you've lost the game. It was it was first implemented by the um, Southern Hemisphere teams with that idea of even if teams were winning uh, uh, winning well they would they would go for tries and look for, look to score tries and I'm also assuming then Rob just sticking on that one for a moment if you're sort of being beat, beat but you still got four tries you do get an extra yes. you do get a point no, that's, that's the incentive uh, uh, that's the other incentive yes it's, it's just size to continue to play rugby rather than just uh, shutting up shop yes Absolutely excellent. Uh, and again, it looks like Newark started fast. We did, yeah. No, we, we, we led a 15-7 at half-time. Again, not the previous week, we, when we beat Ashby 42-19, we uh, um, played some good rugby in the first half, by all accounts. I wasn't there on Saturday, um, but it, it, good reports from, about the team and how they're shaping up. It was good to see that... Uh, uh, our wingers, Billy Charles and Josh Watts, were, were among the try scorers, indicating you know, we, we want to play fast, expansive rugby and, 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 and attack. Um, the other tries came from flanker James Brogdon, who's making his way in the team this season from the Colts. And Will, Will Ellison, the, the lock forward, also got a try. I think he got he got one the previous week as well, so he's a bit of a, a try scoring forward. Um, and a, no big plus. Um, best mention him. He's perhaps one of the smallest players in the uh, in the club at senior level. But Hayden Godfrey, who's been battling away in the second team for probably a couple of years now, he finally made his league debut on Saturday. Not in the back row, but he, he came on as the uh, sort of the reserve prop. We, we lost a, a prop to the sin bin just before half time. Mason Coolum and, and Hayden, who's been a, a second team stalwart certainly all of last season, um, got it, grabbed his chance, and, and by all accounts did very well so you know, congratulations to, to Hayden he's a, I think he's a university student at Birmingham but he, he keeps travelling back and a uh, very committed player if my memory serves me correct you, you said last week he, he ought to be given a chance I think I said another guy Reese Overland I, oh, think, right. I, I, I think punted but uh, Hayden no, I'm surprised I, thought, I think he should have been given his chance in the back row earlier I, I was surprised when he came on in the front row but good luck to him he, 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 um, he stuck at it James Brogdon made his debut last week. Yeah. He's now, um, as you say, put the ball down over the whitewash, so he's going to be absolutely brimming with confidence. Oh, no, a number of them. I think these, you know, the, the two wins will have done the team a whole world of good. Um, uh, I think everyone was a bit worried worried pre-season how things were going. Perhaps we were 
like many clubs affected by the you know, very hot summer, hard grounds, perhaps players return to training a bit later than usual. So, so we've got the sort of the pre-season nerves out of the way, and, and we're now into the season. And it couldn't have started better. Elsewhere, I've got um, Market Raisin win at Long Eaton, so Long Eaton certainly doesn't well, look like the, table, uh, the three clubs are nine points chasing us are Melbourne from Derbyshire, Market Raisin, and, and Loughborough. And then, then at the bottom, uh, Dromfield have, have lost two, Long Eaton have lost two, and the um, the neighbours have lost two as well. <laughs> so maybe Long Eaton haven't got the. Um, well, no, that's. Let's give them another couple of weeks. I yes, mean, to the, see. the universities are only just returning, aren't they, in the next couple of weeks? So we'll we'll see. Perhaps um, again, you know, teams do change in in the summer. Um, you, you can have one good season at uh, this level, and if you, if you lose a few players, then um, your strength of your team quickly um, goes down. Um, a win for for Lincoln and a win for Ashby, who knew it beat last week, but showed it did show enough once I think they got over the first 20 minutes when they was absolutely swept aside that um, they yeah, are no, capable they, of beating sides. Yeah, looking at the results and Lincoln, um, they beat Matlock 18-17 so that's their second thing. That, uh, Lincoln narrowly lost to Raisin the previous week, didn't they? So, again, I think it's going to be a, um, a very competitive league. Um, certainly, I can't see as... Um, well, it would be nice to think we could, but uh, no, I think it's going to be a very competitive league, and we, we started well, and I think we've got a team to play on the... Uh, on, uh, while, while the grounds are are hard and fast, and, and, and the weather's good, so we, I think we've got to make hay, um, whatever the phrase is, yes. Well, we're getting the points in the bag, for a phrase, and the youngsters, and youngsters always thrive on confidence they can't wait until the next match which is not going to be this weekend by no, all we accounts got a bye, uh, in the inter- it's the intermediate cup this weekend uh, we've got a buy into the second round of the RFU competition um, we've also got a buy as well in the uh, in the county competition for the North Lincoln Derby Shield so uh, again we we can't find any opponents in that competition either at the moment so we've got two buys so um, the first team are sitting Saturday out, and the second team will be at home. They're playing Southwell um, in, a, in a Notts Cup game, and it's a three o'clock kickoff at Kellam Road. I think the last thing they want is a weekend off, but that's the way it works. And um, we've got no choice. It's very no. difficult these day and age to get yeah. friendlies, and um, most players shy away from friendlies during the season. In, in the old days, yes, we, they would have had a full fixture list, and they would have been playing a traditional friendly against somebody. But since the leagues have been introduced which is over um, 30 years ago now um, that kind of rugby's gone and uh, most players like to play a competition game on a Saturday and if, if, if there's not a game on then they'll take a rest Yeah, that's uh, uh, Just quick look into um, Division 3 wins for Kes Stephen and um, for Mansfield, nice to see Kes Stephen get off the mark Yeah, no, they, they're a good club but, um, I'm, just, I'm just turning my page my, you've, got, you've caught me there Mick uh, Let's have a look, how do they go on, yes the beat Rolls Royce. I don't know what the score, but I know the beat Rolls Royce. Right. But um, no, good. Thirteen nil. Yeah, Stephen did. Mansfield beat Moderns twenty-two fifteen. Casuals who were in our league last season, they beat Tupton fifty-four seven. And, and but um, Spalding, who had won the previous week, they lost over at Belper in Derbyshire forty-three five. Mm. So, long, long way to go. Obviously, probably don't don't well, like the travel. Don't <laughs> I think we've, we've all had that feeling. Yes. Um, certainly, 
at Newark, you know, some weekends we do we do struggle to get teams across to uh, um, the far reaches of Derbyshire and, um, and Lincolnshire. <laughs> Rob, we always like to have a, a, a look at the Premiership rugby um, while we've got you. Is anybody capable of stopping Exeter? Well, I, I think certainly Saracens would think they are. I think obviously those two teams have, uh, have charged away, haven't they? I think they're both undefeated with, with 15 points each. Um, so I, th- I think they, they, they are they are emerging. Exeter and Saracens are emerging as, as the most consistent teams. Very difficult to break down. Um, we shall see. I, I watched um, Watson Leicester on TV yesterday. Um, Leicester just got outmanoeuvred in the end by Wasps. Uh, Wasps are, are fourth in the table. Um, interesting. Leicester have um, started poorly against Exeter, and obviously that, that cost the coach Matt O'Connor the. His head coach, his head coach uh, job, uh, they brought Jordan Murphy or promoted Jordan to head coach at Leicester. It'd be interesting to see how the Tigers go on now. Yeah, they started well enough though. Um, lost at Was forty-one thirty-five, but it looked to be a, a hell of a game. Oh, it was no, it was, it was a cracking game. My turn, your turn, job. Yes, no, it's plenty, plenty of good rugby. Um, quite, a, it's interesting how the games are going. You know, the, 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 there's more, seemingly more tries and more points this season. Well, it does indicate the style of rugby is changing, but, but also we, we are playing in the, on the better in the better weather. We'll, we'll see if Exeter is up for a Friday night um, in the northeast. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether they're playing Friday night, but... Uh, uh, they are. The grand, the grandson has already told me that... Um, All right, he's don't, booked. Don't ring me on Friday night. I'm, I'm, I'm at Kingston Park. Right. OK. Well, well Newcastle, uh, again, they did well to win at Worcester on Saturday. They, they sneaked that one. Uh, the previous week, I saw, I saw Newcastle play at Leicester. Um, so, no, the Newcastle have got a good squad. You can't quite see them pushing Exeter and Saracens um, at the top. No. I think, I think the, the, the big fight will be... Who joins Exeter and Saracens in the top four for the playoffs? I think that's open open house at the moment. Just finally, Rob, what do you make of the Rugby Football Union then reintroducing contracts for the England ladies 15 aside and, and making them fully professional? Because that's a bit of a U-turn. It's a... Oh, it's getting into RFU politics now. Um, I think we've had no choice. I think... Um, they went down this route. Um, we won the we won the 15 aside World Cup in France. Um, was that five years ago now? My memory. Um, we then wanted to concentrate on the seven, so we we, we gave the, the seven squad professional contracts. Um, we then gave the 15 aside contracts for a season while the, while their World Cup was being played. It's all been a bit of a mismatch. Uh, I've not read the full circumstances of what, what the RFU have announced there, other than you know, the, the fact that they've gone to um, full 15-a-side contract. Um, I think it's a step they've had to take. I think they're, they're under a lot of pressure. They've seen what the cricket and the, the football are doing. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure on the RFU to find the money, and, and, and they have done. Obviously, the RFU are um, undergoing great financial um, review at the moment. Um, Quite a number of people have lost their jobs or been moved on. Um, there's been an overspend on the Twickenham redevelopment, but uh, I think, as the chief executive has said today, they've, they've had to find the money um, to keep the women's women's rugby uh, going forward and to 
probably to compete against the other teams in the world. The, the New Zealand women are very strong, obviously. Um, France are up, up and coming. So I think they've had no choice. But I think it was an inevitability they had to do this. I, I, don't, I don't know what kind of money the girls have been paid. Um, I don't think it's ideal, I think, but I think it's been forced upon the RFU. I think in if, if there were a... Um, if you had a blank piece of paper and they were creating the women's game now, they would go to some kind of a part-time uh, system as they had uh, previously. So I think they've been forced onto them. And finally, finally, because I just I've just um, looked at the notes and record. We spoke last week about the possibility of this two hundred and seventy-five million pound contract for the Premiership. Uh, the clubs have said no. Apparently, they're pretty on hold, haven't they? They're, they're, they're sort of. Um uh, they're considering their options, so it's not quite dead and buried. They're looking at what else is out there. I think it was a, uh, a great PR um, uh, manoeuvre to get publicity for the Premiership. Uh, I think they, they have these offers all the time, and I think they were just flagging up that uh, they've got a, comp- comp- a competition which is um, growing in stature, particularly from you know, with the overseas TV revenue, which, which is supposedly growing and growing so I think they were just flagging up that uh, this is one possibility I think there's, there's, there was some quite crafty PR in that in those stories <laughs> well we will wait and see and find out and from our find but out from our man on the, the inside the, the, yes so I could be completely wrong but uh, uh, the Wildman knows suggest that uh, uh, they spun a story and, and spun it quite well okay. so no rugby this on, on we're at home second Saturday. team are at home three o'clock kick off Temporary bar open week after. It's obviously the opening of the new clubhouse, and I know uh, Mr. Swain and Mr. Pick are coming in next yes. week to talk all about yes. it. And of course, the second team Rome and they're at home against Southwold View. And that's not just any match, is it? It never no. is. It, it never no. is. So uh, we expect a big crowd to um, to see that one. And uh, Rob's noisy neighbours visit noisy them, Absolutely. <laughs> Rob, as ever, thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Thanks, Rob. Bye bye. Rob Wardman there with all. The local, the national, and the international rugby news. Where else would you get that apart from Radio New at Sport? And for the first time this season, and definitely not the last time, um, we're going to the Magnus and Mr Paul Halfpenny to talk all things hockey. Good evening and welcome back, Paul. Good evening, happy new season. Well, I'm so pleased to hear your voice because there's the panic that's been going behind the scenes here for the last half an hour. <laughs> But um, we've got there. We've got you. Ha- yes, happy new season. It's not started just yet, and um, you and Sally are coming in to see us next week, I think. Um, and when we're going to have a whole sort of look at New York Hockey Club and what we can expect. But in the meanwhile, Paul, friendlies have started. They have. Yes, we uh, we started last week, and of course I'm now with the women, not not the men. Um, and we've got off to a, a cracking start, really. Um, Last week we played against West Bridgeford, a team that were relegated from our league last season. Um, of course, we've lost five players, five key players this season from the team, but we've, we've gained a few. And uh, first run out against West Bridgeford, it was. Uh, I thought it would be quite a good test to see what the new team are like, and we uh, we gave them a resounding uh, hammering, five-two. Um, 
I then went on to uh, RAF Cranwell to watch the two-stroke threes play Lednam, and uh, they also had a resounding uh, thrashing. Uh, Newark coming out 7-0 winners. Um, so, good first opening game to the season, and then uh, last Saturday we played... Um, who did we play? Spalding. Spalding, of course we did. All three teams over at Spalding. And uh, I'll start with the ladies' threes... Uh, one or two new players in there and uh, in fact we had three fourth team players in there because they didn't have a game um, new lady who's joined us from Redhill and um, three nil winners we were and uh, poor old Fred Grocock in the uh, in the new goal she didn't have to pay any subs because she never got a touch of the ball it was just one way traffic which was good um, second team they um, they had a right tough test Spalding got it all wrong and decided to put the majority of their first team is in against our second team and we still beat them 2-1 um, they went 1-0 up and uh, we scored just after half time to equalise and right at the death to win the game which they weren't very happy about I must say but uh, really really promising very very good opening uh, opening game there against a very tough opposition so of course it was a, a slightly weakened um, Spalding team that took on our first team um, and we absolutely destroyed them 8-2. So, fantastic first two weeks in the friendlies, good opener. And then we uh, we travelled to Leicester on Saturday. Um, two teams, first team and second team at Leicester, with the uh, third team away at West Bridgeford. So, another, well, that's the Premier, uh, National League side, Leicester. So, uh, that'll be a tough tough journey I'm expecting but um, it gives me an idea of who to play and who not to play I think for the opening game against Ashbourne the week after but um, the tougher the, the tougher the games the better you don't well, you don't want particularly easy matches do you not, not really no I, I think it's it's nice to open with one that, that you might get a win out of just to give the guys um, a bit of confidence, but they need to be, start getting a little bit tougher as we head towards the season. So we uh, we hit the ground running. There's been a lot happening in summer, and you said you've lost five of your ladies' first team. You're back where you belong, in many people's opinion, um, as coach of that ladies' first team. Um, it's one we'll go into depth next week as well, but. Um, the girls, that's, the ladies, the girls that's left and gone on to pastures new or taking time out to do study, um, who have you lost, Paul? Um, we lost um, last year's uh, joint captain, Laura. She's gone, she's moved to uh, North Notch, so she's playing in Midlands Prem this year. Um, Lynn Coombs, sadly, she moved. I, I was absolutely devastated about that because I'd lined her up to be captain. Um, she's gone back to Boots, um, who got relegated last year. So she's playing in Division 1 of the Midlands, which is two leagues higher than us. Um, we lost two girls um, to university. And we've lost Charlotte, who is going to focus entirely on her exams. But after speaking to her on Sunday, she's already missing hockey. So... She may play home games and she may play the odd uh, game, which isn't too far away. So, um, fingers crossed that, that Charlotte will, will play for us. So, you know, we've, we've lost four and a half players, maybe. <laughs> and a long chat with Father there. I, I think I think she'll miss hockey and she'll miss it very, very quickly. Um, 
Laura gone on, gone to a higher division. You can't. It's what it's all about, isn't it? Really, if you're going to go higher and give it a go, why not? Well, finished training on uh, Sunday, and, and we decided to pop down. They got a friendly um, against the, the men's fourth team. Would you believe? Um, so I popped down and, and watched the game. Alex was supposedly uh, managing the game, uh, or managing, managing the team, should I say? And um, in my opinion, Laura's best player on the pitch. Um, the ladies ended up losing uh, by, I think it was five four. But uh, to me, Laura was the best player on the pitch. She she she's got pace when it matters, and that that little deft touch. Um, I don't know how many goals she scored, but uh, yeah, I, I think um, it's a very very good signing for North Knots. And she'll still she'll still score um, lots of goals. Who have you replaced them with, Paul? Well, we've. Um, I've not seen her yet, but we are getting a player from Norfolk, um, Sarah Gray, who used to be our goalkeeper in, in the glory days, let's say. <laughs> um, she um, she messaged me out of the blue saying, oh, I've sent a player your way. She's in the RAF and she's being based at Cranwell. Um, so she's going to come and, and uh, play for Newark. So um, I expected her at training last week, but sadly she, she had to go back to Norfolk. So I'm hoping that she's going to be around this week. Um, we've gained a player from Kettering, who were in our league, would you believe? So uh, there's a Kettering player come back. She's an ex-Newark player, so she's come back home to roost. Um, who else have we got? We've got um, a lady who's been playing for Lednam, who lives in Grantham. She's come over to play for us, Laura, Laura Harris. She's um, She played for us through the summer at Beeston, and she looks um, a very, very good player, in all honesty. Um, been playing her up front, partner in Paskey, and... Uh, yeah, it's been quite a formidable partnership. Um, the youngsters who played last year are a year older and a year stronger, and they look a year older and a year stronger. They look very, very good. So um, I'm hoping, the way I've seen them play so far, um, I'm, I'm hoping that we give a good account of ourselves. Um, and just, just while we're on the subject of the league and, and how we're going to play, it's worthwhile um, actually playing now to... to not particularly get the top spot because I think that may go to Repton. Maybe they're going to be very, very strong. But because of the reorganisation at the top end, National League, um, two teams are definitely being pro promoted this year out of Feeder East and Feeder West, with the third place team going into a playoff with the West Midlands and the eighth place team in Division 2. And only two teams are being relegated. So it's all to play for this year. And that. That's much better, because if I've got a criticism of the hockey, those leagues was decided too early in the season. Yeah, if you've got one good team in there, that, that's how it would be. But um, unfortunately, I, I don't think uh, the Midlands want to go down the route that they went down some years ago, where there wasn't an, um, a feeder east and a feeder west. It was one great big conference league. And I think out of however many teams were in that league it was only three three teams stayed in the league you were either promoted or relegated so it was an entirely different league the following year whereas this way round you know at least there's sort of that little bit of continuity the, the biggest changes really uh, are the teams going down but that's not going to be the case this year more teams will be going up but it's only for one year obviously while we uh, get the new uh, national leagues up and running but it gives you something to play for, and that's and, and that is what it's all about. You're back with the ladies. We've not mentioned the men. We'll talk about the men in depth um, 
next week. But are they playing friendlies yet? Yes, yes. And they managed to get a win on uh, on Saturday. They, they beat um, Lednam 2-1. Uh, I think it was a fairly close game. And the twos and threes also played Lednam. Unfortunately, they, they were on the wrong end of the result. But a very close result. It wasn't the thrashing that they were used to last season. It was a very, very close result. So... Um, things are looking quite bright, and, and obviously in the new league, the um, the challenge will be that little bit easier. We hope so. Uh, might be more of a positive season for them. I'm hoping this year. Okay, so once again, a um, bit of hockey this weekend um, at the Magnus. For people to watch. Um, I'm not sure who's who's at the Magnus this week. It's the men's twos are at the Magnus at one thirty. The men's ones are on at twelve o'clock. Um, I think that's it for the Magnus. So if anybody wants to get down in Newark and watch some hockey, because at the end of the month, it all starts in earnest. But before fact, then, Paul I and Sally... Lie, Mick. Oh. The, the, the first league game for, for the ladies' fours is on at 10 o'clock at the Magnus. Right, it does start, it does get important, it gets important very quickly. For the ladies' fours. For the ladies' fours, they, they start the ball rolling for the new season. Quickly, Paul, um, Maddie Hinge is taking a break from international hockey. Um, the goalkeeper that we all fell in love with at um, at the Olympics. She's played 133 times for England. She don't owe him a lot, does she? Oh, devastating news. Absolutely devastating. We have a lot of upset uh, children around and adults. Um, great, great sportswoman. Fantastic, fantastic athlete. Um, hopefully she'll be back, which is, um, she says, um, she made her international debut at two fa- in 2008 and aged 19. She's played a lot of hockey around the world. And thoroughly enjoyed every bit of it, I'm sure. I'm sure she has, so hopefully she'll be back soon. We'll catch up with you and Sally very soon um, and uh, have an old show talking hockey. Paul, Wonderful. thank you so much. Lovely to have you back. Always a pleasure. Thank Th- you. Thanks, Paul. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Paul Halfpenny then with all the hockey news and Sally and Paul are coming into studio next week. But for the remainder of this week, tomorrow night, Gary Edgington joins us from Devon with all the stats from the South Knots Cricket League. Um, who did well, who didn't do well. He's, um, he is the stato of that league. We stick with cricket on Wednesday night as Peter Mason is coming in to see us and uh, he's hung his cricket boots up. Um at the end of this season after 57 years would you believe playing the game and on Thursday night our studio guests are Faye Hemingway and Stacey Atkins as we talk about the Equinox event at um, Beaver over the weekend which to me is an excuse for camping out the night drinking lots of wine and eating cake but I'm sure they'll put a different spin on it see you tomorrow Radio.